Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, D. Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Good morning, everyone. This is, well, the first Monday of the month of July. We've made it, well, as some would say, halfway through the year, I heard some people say halfway through the pandemic. I'm not sure if that's quite what I'd like to say. Uh, you know, I would guess I would like to say we were almost on the other side of it, but uh, here we are. It's uh, July, and we started having these conversations in February. I don't think they're going to go away. And again, here on the first Monday of the month, Sean DeVore is with us again. At least I hope morning, he is. Dave. How are you this morning? Boy, you had me scared there a minute, Sean. No, I was just wait. I was waiting for a more uh, industrious uh, introduction. I guess I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I am I not up uh, up to par this morning? Uh, getting my. I, don't you know, know. Uh, I no, guess I, I got to get. I think we're, it's a holiday. We're coming back after a holiday weekend. I think that's uh, kind of what's going on. Oh, okay. So you're going to blame things on the holiday weekend now, huh? What did you do over the holidays? Well, I had my two nephews up here at the house, and they assisted me in most all the farm chores that I had to have done around the house the whole weekend. We put out mulch. We mowed two my two pastures and my neighbor's pasture, they chain, they drug the chain drag in my pastures to knock down the horse poo. And um, we just, they just, I kept them busy the entire time. So it was, you know, I, I, I remember days like that where I was the nephew or the, the, you know, the, the boy that needed a lot of energy worked off. Right. 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 That's exactly what they are. Right? They both, they're 13 years old, both of them. And uh, they're out of a set of triplets and they, have a lot of energy so um by 10 o'clock at night on both eat on the whole we had them since tuesday through the weekend so every night by 10 o'clock they were they were fast asleep <laughs> no 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 late nights for those youngins huh no and i had them back up at 6 30 in the morning and going again so, well, you know, the thing about it is, is you had to do that too but at least you weren't doing all the work yourself uh and i think that's there's a lot more of that family type stuff that I'm hearing from different people. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I suppose you had the kids there for a special reason, but then, you know, I'm hearing a lot of people that are doing things together more than they've ever done before. Almost everyone, we have a, a webinar every week here at Mannington and, and uh, almost every person that I talk to in either a Microsoft team meeting or whatever interaction we might have with Mannington, they're all saying the same thing. I know my dog more. Uh, I know my kids more. I know my wife better. I love my life even more than I realized I did before because uh, I get to spend so much more time here with my family. And, and it's it's been a real – I think it's been a positive influence for a lot of people across the country with this, this – um, that this pandemic has, you know, caused. Well, I think that's the hard part of anything like this. Whenever there's turmoil, there's change, but that doesn't right. always mean that change is bad. No, right, exactly. I think that's what we're starting seeing here. We're, I think we're going through waves. I, I, I know when Aaron comes on and when we do the podcast with Aaron, uh, he was talking about the different stages that we're all going through and, and I don't want to get into Aaron's philosophy, so he gets pretty deep into stuff. But I think what you're seeing is that um, we've kind of got over the crisis wave. I think we're now going into a wave where 
we're all kind of relaxing and figuring out what this world is like now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think no matter how you tend to look at the pandemic, you know, from whatever you want to look at it from a political view or if you look at it from a healthcare view or whatever, um, I think we're starting to get a little bit into that herd mentality where the herd is, is being exposed to it at different levels and, and not as many people are passing away. That's kind of leveled out. And then we've got cases that are on the increase, but the severity of the cases seem to be reducing, or at least I haven't heard. I've heard of a lot of cases, but I haven't heard of a lot of hospitalizations and, and stuff like that. So maybe that's going to soften people up a little bit to still be cautious and be, um, you know, I guess having a lot of personal responsibility. I know we had to, at Mannington, we had to fill out a survey on our database that stated that we were aware of the COVID-19 risks, what the precautions were as far as wearing safety uh, gear, like a mask when in the presence of a client, how to keep the safe distance, how to wash our hands, how to, we had to list a whole questionnaire and, and then, Mannington kind of stepped it back and said, you know, it's it's personal responsibility uh, that you have to, you know, like you do with anything. Um, I think we have to address this these issues like we would a, a sexual harassment or uh, dealing with an edgy client that's got a lot of issues. I mean, those are those are that are ain't that's angry with the company or angry with you. I mean, these are all personal responsibility things we have to deal with every day in our job and i think just having to deal with it for COVID 19 is just one more thing to add to the list so i i, I think it's i personally believe it, it is definitely a personal responsibility to concern and care for your fellow person or american that you are calling on in front of and you know you take care to protect yourself and to protect them you know, risk management is what I term it. Uh, we've always sure. been, and I think in our industry, this is what we do. We manage risk. This is just another form of it. Right. That's And that's what I was saying. I mean, it's the same thing as when I, I go in to meet with a, a, a designer or maybe I go to lunch with a designer. That designer's in my vehicle. I have to be conscious of, um, you know, her, you know, is, is my actions as well as her actions and, everything and it's just it's just another this is just another level of the same type of thing that you have to be aware of well i think you're right you know i over the years haven't really been too concerned but over the last dozen years and you know more the last six years i've become more aware of the women around me especially if i'm teaching a class and i'm the only male She's the only female in the room. Uh, I moved my desk and table and everything so everybody could see us through our, our windows to the classroom. Um, doesn't mean you change everything, but it means that you're aware of these situations. I think that's what you're getting to. It, it, it's exactly what it is. I mean, it's the, um, the off-color joke. It's the... It's the insinuation that, you know, believing that I think what it boils down for me is, is what I had to understand is um, thinking that the other person believes the same way you do. And if, and then making off color remarks or um, letting your, as my dad used to say, letting your mouth overload your rear end. <laughs> but uh, you know that's 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 what it is i think believing that the other person believes the same way you do and just assuming that when the other person has a different pair of shoes on and they're they're looking at the world completely different than you do and being able to appreciate that um and understand that and then acknowledge that is something that both people have to do in that situation well, and in business, uh, you know, as you mentioned this, Sean, we even have to be hyper aware now of these social interactions and, uh, you know, keeping some of these issues outside of the conversations that we're in. Um, you know, we've always been told, you know, the two things you don't talk about in business is, you know, religion and politics. Uh, and now, you know, how do you... You know, you've got all of these different things. Now, now 
you know, where we're at today in this environment, you know, the race card now is becoming even more. It's always been there, but now you've even, you know, I was just listening this morning to some people uh, from uh, Australia that had a, a race and some, some of the guys got down on one knee during the Australian a- anthem and some guys didn't. Social media is right. blasting all of the people that didn't get down on a knee now. Right. You know, we're getting real um, touchy with some of this stuff. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing is what we've been talking, what I just mentioned was that both sides have to allow the other person to have their opinion, especially in this country. That's what correct. We're given the First Amendment right. So there's a lot of people in this current movement that's out there that has doesn't want anyone to have any other opinion. And we in this country, we do have that that constitution that says that, you know, you file your grievance and you take it to that level and you do an open protest and then you get your legislator to do what it is. And the laws can change. You just have to swing the public opinion to do that. But you have to allow other people to talk too. Now, folks, if you've now just joined us, you're probably wondering what the heck are these two guys talking about today? I thought we were going to listen to something about cleaning. Well, Sean and I've been doing this for a while, and we don't want to just talk about cleaning all the time. You know, there's a lot of life that goes on outside of the cleaning world. Uh, if you don't know Sean, Sean is with uh, Mannington Mills. Um, talks about basically carpet tiles, floor tiles, all that kind of stuff. So let's kind of venture over into that for a little bit, Sean. What's going on out there? Well, I've had a really busy summer as far as schools go. We've done um, quite a bit of uh, secondary education work as well as K-12 through work because the schools have been empty. Uh, we've got a lot of work accomplished. Uh, the housing side of the secondary education is really quiet because they're like, you know, those, you have to think of those people as like uh, hotels right. or apartments. There's nobody renting those spaces, so they're not spending any money. They cut back completely. So what they're doing uh, is they're not doing any renovations. You know, that's kind of what I was wondering. Are they taking the time to renovate and update or just do nothing? They're done nothing. Um, some of the, the schools are, you know, some of the colleges are losing upwards to $10 million this year because they didn't have, you take a major university, you know, um, that has 40,000 students, they could lose up to $10 million this year. And I've seen projects that were in full swing that the university had ordered material for, and they paid for the material and stored it and stopped all labor. Wow. So the job is not going to be done. They have the material to do it, but they're not going to do the job to pay the labor until, you know, they return back classes. Now, it looks as though classes are going to return in August and then run through uh Thanksgiving and then after Thanksgiving they're going to go they're going to allow the kids to stay home until January. Allowed till January. Yeah, so they're not going to come back after Thanksgiving. They're going to allow them to spend Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's at home and then they'll come back in January. And that So you mentioned also case you also said K through 12 schools you've been working with. What's the what's the outcome out there? Same thing. The kids are coming back in in school. They're starting to set up um, the – they're talking about the six-foot, how to set up classrooms, how to set up, you know, the corridors, uh, put markers on the floor. I've had multiple schools calling me about, you know, if I stick this tape on the floor, how do I get it off? Um, uh, Some – one of the universities I deal with, they decided – I told them, you know, stick this tape to the carpet tile, and when you're done with this year, you just pull that carpet tile out and put another one down because you've ruined it. So they decided to put the tape up on the wall and um, to show marks and directions and guidelines of where people need to be and how they need to, to stand. And the, and the schools are trying, the K through 12s are trying to figure the same thing out too. Well, you know, Sean, as you said that, you know, we were all going to places and seeing these. I mean, every decal and every color tape and any type that anybody can have, sure. just wanting to put it down on the floor. Um, you know, what uh, what are what are people going to get into? What kind of issues are they going to get into when they start peeling up all this tape and stuff? 
Well, on hard surface, you know, it's LVP, LVT, uh, VCT, those kinds of things. They can use denatured alcohol or mineral spirits usually and get with some elbow grease and get it off the floor. But with carpet, whether broadloom or carpet tile, they're going to, it's going to be integrated into the fiber. It's not going to come off. It's going to cause tracking and problems. And, and, and on carpet tile as well as hard surface, the adhesive on whatever tape they're using is going to track out from under it with foot pressure and track all over the floor anyway. So it's, it's going to be a mess. So um, are you more concerned about the uh, carpet, the LVP, um, what? Carpet. Carpet? You think that's going to be the worst? Yeah, because that, that tape, whatever tape they use, it moves around on the on that soft surface. And as it moves, you know, it leaves it. If it slides to the left or slides to the right or forward or backward, it leaves adhesive. And the adhesive gets stepped on and it attracts soil and then it sticks to the shoe and then it gets tracked. And as the day goes on, it gets tracked further and further into the building. So there'll be adhesive residue everywhere. So the adhesive is actually coming off of the material and onto the carpet more than it is if we're on a hard surface. Yeah, because the carpet moves. That's a and so it pulls the adhesive off. Right, exactly. So what are, we, what are we in for whenever people go to replace it? or do you, How long do you think this is going to be before we see this adhesive ugly head? I would say on carpet, depending on the tape and what they use, and it's it's all relative because it's dependent on the tape and the adhesive, and then it's also okay. relative to the amount of traffic. You know, but right. if you look at a K through twelve school corridor where kids line up every day to go to class, they're all lined up. They're standing there, walking on it every day, walking in. They don't bite their feet. You're probably looking at the first month of school. The carpet's going to be just horrendous. Oh, so you don't think it's going to be till Christmas break? You think this is going to be showing up real quick? Oh, real quick first couple of weeks they're going to start having issues because they're they're as things usually go they're acting in response to something instead of uh trying to find a solution to solve a problem they're gonna they're gonna create a problem and then they're gonna have to they're gonna have to respond to it so um we gotta have we gotta have six foot barriers we gotta have tape on the floor we gotta show you got to walk this way. You got to walk that way. This is how we're going to do it. Just put some tape on the floor, and then they're going to do that. And then you know, a month goes down the line, and then they're going to call somebody like me and say, "Hey, your carpet's staining. What can we do?" And I'm going to go there and say, "Well, you put tape on it. <laughs> well, we have to put tape on it. Well, that's not my issue." You know? Well, yeah, and and uh, yeah, they're being pressured to put the tape on because administration and the board wants it done, and then now we've got another maintenance yeah. issue. So, in other words, you're saying that what I need to do is start looking at some uh, classwork uh, for people on uh, adhesive removal for carpet then. I would definitely say that as well as adhesive removal for hard surface too because it's going to be – with hard surface, they're going to feel more comfortable. I mean, like you said a minute ago, everywhere you go, there's lines being taped to the floor, oh, yeah. whether it's at Lowe's or, or if it's at Publix or they've taped something to the floor. On it, and the thing is, is what they're doing is they're putting it down, and these people have no idea what they're putting it on. And when they start to take this tape up, we're going to start seeing floor finishes pop off the floor. Uh, they're 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 not going to be just able to re spot repair some of this stuff. Well, you know how the, what's going to happen. Like in a Publix, they're going to be the manager's going to come in. They're going to relax. The COVID nineteen restrictions have been relaxed at some point. Uh -huh. And he's going to say, hey, Jimmy, when Jimmy walks in, he's going, hey, Jimmy, go down through there and all those aisles and pull up all that tape. And so Jimmy will go along there and he'll pull up all the tape. And then he'll fill up the garbage and he'll go start stocking groceries or bagging, whatever he's doing. And Jimmy doesn't know anything about the adhesive residue that's left. And then all the people start walking up there standing in line to check out for groceries. And there's going to be residue on their feet from outside in the parking lot. that's going to get pulled off by the adhesive residue on the floor. Right. And you right. look like you put another piece of black tape on the floor. And then what's going to happen is they're going to go get some, uh, you know, adhesive remover off of, off of the shelf and start doing it. And then what's going to happen then? Yeah, you got, you put Google on it. 
then you have a petroleum-based residue on the floor that you've left that probably won't get washed off. And then, then you try to put chemical on the floor to a neutral cleaner or whatever they're using to clean it. And um, then you have, that's the issue you get into. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's just, it's a never, or they even go down to Home Depot to the, God forbid, they go down to Home Depot to the floor cleaning aisle and pick up some of that stuff and put on the floor. And then you've got optical illuminators and all kinds of other issues you get into. Well, I think this is what, some of what you and I talked about back in February. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about this part of it, which we didn't see too much, but, you know, we were also talking about the use of the disinfectants and, one of the things that I'm seeing is uh, we're already starting to hear people that are having respiratory issues because they're using disinfectants a whole lot more. If the people are having issues with breathing the disinfectants, we know the disinfectants falling to the floor. You're seeing people going out here with every conceivable spraying device there is. Just, I mean, coating everything with disinfectants um we're also going to be with this here as well well i you know I, when i go somewhere I've, i'm watching we were checking out at a department store last week my wife had changed jobs and so she she's very upset she can't do her scrubs anymore she's got to wear business casual clothes to work so she before she had they told her you have to wear blue scrubs and a white jacket and now, she, so all her clothes were the same every day. And uh -huh. uh, now she's got to put outfits together. So she was hating it. But anyway, we went shopping and uh, we were next in line. We were waiting six foot away from the person ahead of us. And we were next in line. We step up there and the young lady's like, oh, wait a minute. I got to wipe off the thing. And she brings out this squirt bottle that who knows what's in it. I have no idea. It's not labeled. And so yeah, I've seen a lot of that not labeled stuff. Yeah. So it's, it was very soapy, whatever it was. And she squirts it all over everything and just immediately wipes it off. There's no dwell time. There's no, you know, anything. So, you know, what is it doing to the countertop? What's it doing to the electronics? I mean, she's not sanitizing anything because she's not letting it dwell to kill anything that might have been there. And, I, you know, I didn't get any. I just watched. I mean, what am I going to say? She's just an employee working, doing what she's told. Um but we're going to have a lot of that uh, non-labeled disinfectants falling on the floor. Then you have people that's wearing a mask all day that's, um, you know, restricted down to 20% oxygen and, and you're breathing disinfectants too. I mean, I don't know what any of the secondary stuff is that's going to come out of this. Because you go from, like you were saying, you go from uh, not using something or using a, a, some kind of disinfectant once a week or once every couple of days you're using it 50 times a day so your exposure rate goes up exponentially and well i just read something from san from san francisco this morning that said that the city had put into uh, law um, some new guidelines for facilities and i'm not going to go into all of the guidelines and everything right. but one of the things that it said is that restrooms and touch points had to be cleaned every 30 minutes. And I'm just scared to death about the protocol of how, what those people are gonna be doing. Every 30 minutes, just what you just said, using nondescript, whatever it is, whatever way they want to. And if we thought we had issues before, uh, chemical exposure is going to go up tremendously. Well, that's in an eight-hour shift. That's sixteen times. Sixteen times. Well, yeah, times. but the thing is, is that's not just by a worker doing that. Look at you were you were standing right there. You were put yeah. at, at risk with the fumes from whatever product. And you said it was soapy simply because you recognized it. So we know it wasn't a neutral product. Right. So I. The people, that's what I was saying earlier, it's reactionary. So you've got legislators, city council members, or whatever, that know nothing about the process. Legislating ordinances uh, to require people to do things. And then you have a manager at a local Starbucks or whatever that knows that this is an ordinance in his city 
that he's got to follow. So he just goes to the cabin and says, and tells the kid, here, take this out there. And every time, you know, set your alarm on your phone. So every 30 minutes, you got to go in that bathroom and spray this on. Not knowing well, it, what it is, how it works, dwell time, you know. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I kind of cruise through LinkedIn, uh, you know, every day, multiple times a day. That's, you know, the social media thing for me. Sure. And, uh, you know, I, I know some people have already kind of, uh, they just hate to see me post something because I'm always looking at the particulars. But, you know, here's this gentleman in, in a post spraying disinfectants on outdoor gymnasium play equipment and park benches and stuff like this. And I just made a comment on there. Why are you spraying disinfectants on outdoor uh, items like this? And he just came back and said, that's what the contract states. That's what I'm doing. And I'm like, exactly. okay, so just because a contract states it, as you said, these are, contracts are being put in by people. So now what you have is you have people chasing after a dollar just going out and doing what a contract states and this is we're, we're we're in for another whole problem issue here well you don't even know the the life expectancy of the COVID 19 in the sun on an outdoor piece of equipment you don't even know what that life expectancy is so well you can't disinfect it if you don't clean it exactly <laughs> exactly and and, and and so i put on there well if that's what it states that did you clean it uh why why aren't you showing that you pressure washed it because oh we don't have time to pressure wash it we just spray disinfectant on it that's what the contract states and i'm like this is what we're getting into so you go back to our floors you know just because somebody said to do that outside where you know it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever because you can't disinfect you know dirt you know so if that's what these contracts are stating now because of this overreaction that you mentioned this, this morning, you know, Sean, we're going to get this more and more even on our floors inside our buildings. More and more residue, yeah. Because um, people are just going to overload them with this like, because they were told to. Right. And then, you, you, like you said, if you mention that bathroom every 30 minutes, someone goes in there and sprays whatever. They're not cleaning it. So you're going to get layers and layers, almost like finish on a PCT floor. You're just going to get layers and layers of disinfectant or whatever on gooey mess. Well, folks, so we are um, powered and supported by Gym Supply. They've been providing cleaning supplies since 1930 here in Central Florida. We're very happy to be sponsored by them. It gives us its ability to have this podcast with you. Hopefully you're learning something about, well, some of the do not do's when it comes to the uh, things we're talking about these days. Sean, what, uh, what, what's the big mover still? I guess uh, maybe not carpet? Uh, no, it's definitely, we've gotten tons of requests. We've had to kind of put out a response or we're evaluating a response to, and I posted some stuff on LinkedIn about Mannington's response to uh, disinfectants, but to move on to product, uh, we've got people asking for antimicrobial floor. You know, we talked about that last floors. time. Yeah. And we still, it's getting more and more prevalent, more and more calls about antimicrobial floor. Um, what do I? Ha what do you have? What do you carry that is antimicrobial? Such and such has this. And so what we're what we're going to see is go back to what you said earlier. Somebody's going to come out with something and say it's antimicrobial to make money on it. Yep. When in fact, um, floor is already inherently antimicrobial because it, it, if you're cleaning it properly, it's not going to support bacterial growth. There's nothing in the floor that supports bacteria. It's the stuff. No, it's the bio load on the floor. Right, exactly. So the floor is already inherent, especially a hard surface of any kind is inherently right. antimicrobial anyway. Right. Well, I, you know, this is the thing is, is that, you know, we're, we're in this, this mentality where, you know, we've got to have a chemical. It's like, I see, you know, I see all of these instant hand sanitizer stations up. And I even posed the question to some people. I said, so if we can put, instant hand sanitizer stations up 
why can't we put a portable hand washing station there instead? Yeah, exactly. I, um, one of the guys that I know through some friends, he owns a porta potty business and that is his biggest bit of business right now is portable hand washing stations. He is renting those things all over everywhere. He can't keep them in stock. Um, so, you know, that's, I think you might've mentioned this last time before, if I'm, unless it was another conversation I had, but why not when you come into a restaurant, um, you know, go wash your hands first and then go sit down. Yes. You, know, you and I talked um, about that. That's one of the protocols I wrote. Yeah. So I, you know, like with the situation that I, I was in a situation with, um, at a restaurant in Gainesville, Florida, I walked in the front door, um, and the young lady there was wearing a mask and she says, um, sir, do you have a mask with you? And I said, no, I do not. And, uh, she said, well, you'll have to have a mask in order to enter the building. I said, well, what, uh, how do I eat? And she said, well, you wear the mask from, uh, the front door to your table and then you take the mask off. And I asked politely, well, who wrote the protocol? I mean, how does that do anything? And she's like, well, I don't know, but that's just what I've been told to do. And I said, well, I appreciate it. I just will choose not to eat here. Thank you and have a great day. Um, so I just don't know the protocols and the situations we're in and the, they're just not doing the, from our perspective and our professional relationship that we've had over the years of learning more about how to clean things and properly sanitize things, this just not being, it's the, the right things are not being done. Well, folks, this is a live show. We are on Podbean Live talking with Sean DeVore. This, uh, well, this morning, I keep saying this afternoon. It's, it feels like afternoon, mm -hmm. I guess, when you start early. Um, we do have a listener uh, that uh, wants to call in here in a little bit. So uh, we may be joined here, uh, Sean. Uh, you know, the thing I, I want to bring up as you were saying that, I was thinking, um, as a COPD sufferer, that's already breathing restricted. I can't wear a mask. It's just something I can't do. And right. I've only had one situation where somebody said, Hey, you know, we have a mask policy. And I looked at him. I said, I have COPD. They hesitated and said, okay, I guess I can serve you. But, you know, I understand and I appreciate that they have a job to do. And this is what they've been told. But like you said, where, where's the sensibility in some of this? And I, I think uh, if we're going to wear masks, we need to want, know why we're wearing them. We need to wear them properly. We need to handle and, and doff them properly. And uh, as much as wearing a mask is important, it is only important if we take care and do it correctly, just like cleaning and disinfecting. Yeah, that's correct. It needs to be, I, I, was in another retail location and they don't require you to It's volunteer to wear the mask in this retail store. And so I go in there and I'm returning something. So I go to the return area and all the employees are required to wear a mask. So each time they, uh, the woman looks at me, grabs the mask with her two finger index finger and her thumb and pulls it down and says, Hey, can I help you today? And puts her mask back up. And then she, you know, the, the entire conversation, and then they were talking to each other the same way. So the entire area was not following any kind of protocol, and they might as well have not been wearing masks. And if you read the CDC requirements on this disease, I have to be standing inside of three foot with you for more than two minutes, having a direct conversation with you in order to even have the opportunity to catch COVID-19. So this, that's why they set up the six-foot distance. And I, I, and we're going to see the same thing in everything that we run across. I, and it's just repeating myself, but that, that we're going to run across the same thing. The people reacting to something rashly, and it's just going to cause more problems. Well, Sean, um, 
It looks like I've got Vinny203. Uh, are you on with us? Mm, yeah, that's like my name. It's Vinny is my name. Yeah. How are you both? We're doing fine. We're talking about mask right at the moment. Uh, I noticed that you put on here, uh, even sweat a lot in the mouth area. Well, yeah, uh, they, uh, they make you sweat. That's for sure. Yeah. It's like if you wear it for the long time, for a longer time, it just makes you sweat. Yeah. What exactly are you discussing about masks? Like uh, getting like the masks are sanitized and like disinfected. Is this what you guys are talking about? Well, you know, the conversation is, you know, how effective are they? I mean, everybody says that. Then the question is, are we wearing them right? When should we wear them, not wear them? And, uh, you know, I think uh, Sean and I, we're just talking about all of it. So what do you got? What do you got for us? Um, I feel that we should just uh, wear it unless, like, we are just going out for, like, when we are going out for essential, that's when we should go wear it and... uh, also, we have to wear it uh, till the time we get a confirmation about the fact that COVID has completely terminated or came to an end. Till then, we'll have to wear it whenever we are going out. And uh, also, like, in the public places, like the malls and the railways, like, uh, no, no, not the railway station. Like, if, like, you know, in some countries, like, the malls were allowed to open in the green zones and all, you know. So that's where, like... Uh, People were going for shopping and all, you know, I think that's when they should wear it or like wherever they are going for gatherings or like the crowded places, like the public places and all, you know, they should just wear the mask. And uh, like when they are home, that's when they should not wear it. I feel like, you know, yeah. So, you know, I was out doing my morning bike ride this morning on the bike trail and I'm seeing people riding the bike, you know, you're going, what, four to 10 miles an hour, depending on. Well, some of the guys give me a lot more than that. I don't do over 10 miles an hour. And I'm thinking, why are you wearing a mask while you're riding a bicycle? Mm, I think they should wear it since they're going out, right? Since they're driving a bicycle or like the cycle, motorcycle, they should wear it. I feel that like since they're going out, right? So you think they should wear it while they're driving their car and they're the only one in the car? In the car, like, uh, like, it's like they have to wear it unless they're driving because if the cop catches them and all, then there will be a problem, right? Like if there is a traffic policeman or like a cop catching them without wearing a mask and all, they'll, they'll, there will be a problem. That's, or no, if they're not no wearing it, there's if no they are not wearing it, if they're not wearing it in the car, it's like if they see a co- cop standing far away, I think that's when... And like before just heading near to the cop while driving a car, they should just wear it. I feel like that. So, so in saying that, what is your, what do you believe that wearing the mask in the car by yourself, what are you protecting yourself from? No, it's just like we actually are just, uh, just following the precaution. It's not like we're uh, taking, like we are just uh, preventing from COVID by wearing a mask in the car and all. But it's just that we are just following the rule and just like making sure that like, you know, if the cop catches and all, then there will be like no problem at all. So you're because just you know about, about the cops, right? Standard to be following a standard because you're not protecting yourself or anyone else by wearing a mask in a car. Um, well, I think I, I think what you're looking at here, too, and, and Sean, you and I've talked about this more than once because we're talking about, you know, taking care of floors and stuff. But. This is kind of like in, sure. when you start talking this way of putting out a wet floor sign in case there might be somebody spill something. And now the wet floor sign doesn't mean anything. My concern here is, gentlemen, is if we wear a mask all the time, every time we leave the house, no matter what, I think the other thing you're going to get into is this is going to cause respiratory issues for a lot of people long term because it's not good for your body to be reduced to that, and people are not taking care of their masks, cleaning them, sanitizing. I mean, you know, oh. I talk with my brother that he says, oh, I just they take it off that. and it hangs on the windshield. I don't, he says, wash it? You're really supposed to clean it? This is going to be a problem, gentlemen. Yeah, my, 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 my mother washes the mask, though we don't sanitize, but we wash it every day, like the one we are wearing it. That's very good. You should be doing that. So are you... Uh, what what did you say about that reduction and all? What did you say? Can you can you just repeat it, please? 
Well, see, the thing is, is anytime that you restrict your airflow, you're putting your lungs. And so the more activity that you do, the more restricting. Now, being a person that suffers from COPD, I can guarantee you, I know exactly what restricting your airflow is all about. There's other consequences that happen if you do this long term. And this is where some of the uh, associations are starting to do reports and they're studying this now. If we have this, uh, all of society starts restricting like this, there's going to be more and more issues. Oh, okay. Well, you can, read, you can read the WHO's, the World Health Organization's requirements on um, oxygen saturation uh, for a human and when what levels that they go below and when the human body starts reacting to it. And you can read those stipulations, and that's what happens. You, you start wearing a mask all the time. You're reducing your oxygen intake by 20 30% overall so you're getting down to a 70 percent oxygen saturation and the world health organization already has statistics on what happens to the body by doing that so you're having to you know your risk of covid over the risk of some future problem is is something that all people need to look at you know personally as to, to what's best for each person well, and I think this is where you were talking, Sean. This is, uh, you know, we take protocol to a certain point and personal preferences, right. personal responsibility is what takes mm -hmm. over. And I think that in all, gentlemen, a lot of this, there has to be some common sense in this. I agree. Mm. Yeah, we, we, we can take rules and we can take protocol. And I think this is what you're seeing. You're, you're seeing some of these states now that are people are just going, well, I don't think I don't think it makes any difference. Well, I think that's also, uh, you know, they don't take much personal responsibility for much of anything if that's their attitude. Uh, that's not who we're talking about this morning. We're talking about the people that do care, the people that are trying to do the right thing. But I think what we want to make sure, sure. people are aware of is do it properly and do it with thought. I mean, and, and, and gentlemen, I think COVID is not the only thing we're talking about here. Understand that when you do these protocols correctly, like back to the hand washing, if everybody would, if we're, if masks are such a big deal, then we should be washing our hands every time we walk into that establishment where you were told to wear a mask there, Sean, why weren't they telling you to wash your hands? Yes. Well, here yeah. we have like been told to wash our hands too, like in India. I don't know about the other. We've been told here to wash our hands before sanitizing. Yeah, but see, the thing is, what I would and like see to see, gentlemen, is not happening here in the U.S. Yeah, is remove the sanitizer and put in hand washing stations. Right. Okay. Okay. I think that would oh, be even great. That's idea. right. If you'll put a hand washer instead of sanitizer. Well, the thing about it is, is what you're do what you're doing is you're telling people, and this is where you're talking about human nature and habits. We all have habits, and this is a habit that we've got to get into. I think this is why we're having this discussion this morning. You know, we don't have the habit yet of wearing a mask. We simply don't have it right uh, as far as doing it right. So yeah, by telling everybody, we have. Correct. And so the thing is, is if, if all we're now telling people is you use a chemical on your skin with a sanitizer, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then why, why aren't we telling them to hand wash? COVID doesn't have to have alcohol to kill it. Hand, hand soap doesn't. True. Yeah, like I respect your point, yeah. So I'm, I think this comes back to when you're talking about this, guys, is, you know, we're just talking about our personal selves. But when you talk about the environmental surfaces that we're challenged to take care of on a regular day-to-day -day basis, um, we have to be considerate of the fact of it's not just what we do, but what surface are we leaving behind? Because this is where we're going to get this buildup that you and I talked about earlier, Sean. Right, right. You continue to spray something on something, it just gets some more and more. And, and so by having the hand washing station, you're removing the soap, you're removing. And, you know, this is back to where in all of my protocols even, I'm writing is rinse, 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 rinse. And that's what you can't do like when you paper do. Paper soaps, right? You know, but the paper soaps, we get it. I don't know. You get it in America or not. Like the way you live. We, we get like paper soaps, if you know about that. Like 
like there are plenty of like small papers and about like in a small paper is like attached with the or like put in a i don't know it's like a paper so we call it paper so we just that paper is actually like a kind of like has like some soap on it i feel you just uh, like use it to just like rub it on your hands and yeah then you just put water on it then it's like you washed your hand with soaps even we get it like here in india in small like in cities and all we get it sounds like a hand wipe you know like a i've, I've heard yeah, of that yeah. that's interesting and i think that's the thing you know what you're going to see gentlemen is there's going to be a wider range of let's take a look at something else i think mm-hmm. that's what's coming up now i think we're starting to see people looking at are there different avenues all of this discussion this morning gentlemen is good because all of this means we're proactively doing something different when we weren't paying attention before mhm we have a long way to go forcing us to pay attention yeah sean you're correct yeah I, and and i think this is what you and i talked about back in february is that our hope was this was not going to go away real quickly like so many other things happen um we have a big crisis and then it subsides and something else comes in and takes over. This doesn't seem to be going away that way. I yeah, there's different reasons why we I think that that might not be doing that but uh, we don't have to Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you hear you hear people on the news and stuff talking about, you know, it's all the political and stuff and you know, I've heard some people say, well, whoever gets elected president come in November with this could all change. Well, you know what? We'll see. But in the meantime, these are great conversations to be having. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you think are the disadvantages the Americans face because of Donald Trump? Like, I know he has done a lot of good things. He's like a pretty much good knowledge in economies. He has done like some of the good things as like a lot of good things as well, but it's like, you know, and there are plenty of americans who actually say that uh, donald trump actually sometimes just handles the thing which they actually which like the civilians don't like or dislike it so what are they according to you beyond well this I, in my personal opinion is not a political discussion so i don't want to go down that path what i do politically here in the us is kind of how i look at things personally and everybody because it's a free country we are allowed to look mm-hmm. at things many different ways so i don't want to discuss that on an open forum <laughs> okay. I, w- i was waiting to see we just got through talking about the things you don't do is talk about religion and politics <laughs> right. Oh, okay. right you know i think the thing about it is is what we do have to recognize is that um yes politics does play and currently our president here in the us is donald trump and until that changes this is where we're at um good bad or indifferent that is the position that we're in and so mm-hmm. what i can say and i'll i'll say to it is we have to respect the laws of our land um i i really do believe that whenever you deface public property whenever mm-hmm. you tear somebody else's property down whenever you vandalize something that mm-hmm. is not yours that you have committed crimes and that is the law of our land and uh, i believe that probably is true most anywhere no matter what yeah. your personal belief is that's the law it's just the same as if you take the life of somebody else that's the law yeah, uh you, you know regardless of whether you have the right for your opinion there's proper ways to do things you know i don't have the right to go out and take somebody's car and smash it and for people to believe that they right. in the under the offices uh, of socialism or activism that they have the right to deface and tear up other people's property I will tell you um they don't mhm true Yeah now whenever it comes to the covid situation we're talking about gentlemen uh you know 
Uh, it's kind of like the. It's kind of like I can't wear a mask. So do I not care about other people? Well, heck yeah, I do care about other people. But you can't just look at somebody and make a, a determination. You need to find out. You need to ask questions. And I think this is. Uh, uh, it, it's interesting how where we can't be together, we need to communicate more. That's why we have this podcast. It's creative, you know, like, yeah, exactly. We're creating, uh, we're communicating virtually. I mean, this is amazing. You, you and I are here in the United States, this gentleman's over in India, and we're having a regular conversation about something that affects us all globally. So I, I, I think it's really neat to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm not sure where in India you are, Vinny, but I mean, you know, I talk with people. I've got students. Um, I had a student uh, two weeks ago that was Paraguay and uh, went through an infection prevention class with us. And uh, he participated in the class and everything. And I asked after the class was over, he said, well, I said, how is this for you? And he goes, you know, it's going to be a little difficult to get people here to to understand that we really need to do something different. Um, mm -hmm. globally, we're all dealing with these issues. Mm -hmm. Human nature is human nature. It doesn't matter what part of the globe you're in. Yeah. And conversation is something we have to have. We have to communicate with each other. Exactly. Well, gentlemen, it's been uh, about 50 minutes that we've been here on the line uh, this morning. Uh, Sean, do you have any, well... I don't know if we have, we have we have we beat this horse to death today. No, do do you do you get paper soaps in America? Like that, that that's like a small like I said, it's like a small thing which has like tons like a lot of like small papers like which are like put on it on that small like packet and all. It's just like that. Yeah, it's just we, like a book we, and all, like a small book, like little small, very small. You just have like lots of uh, paper soaps put on it. Like no, you we do not. We, you what, we do not. We have, there's marketed products called wet ones and things like that where you would go to a restaurant and they'll hand those out individually as a little two inch by two inch square that's folded in that has some type of soap on it. But that's the only way <clears throat> that we get those thing, things here. We don't have, it's not like everywhere. Yeah, yeah I, th I think that's kind of like what the, um, what what is it, that mouthwash, you know, where you can get a, a mouthwash strip, you know, put in your mouth for mouthwash, but these are little pieces of right. strips of, you know, where it's soap that you put on your hand and put water with it and create your soap. Yeah, it's not that small, though. It's like, it's small, like, it's like, like a packet, like you can say, a small packet, you can say. I think the thing here is, is if we could promote more hand washing instead of the hand sanitizer, I mean, you know, this is nothing new. As you said, you're, you said your guy can't even get enough stations to rent them all, Sean. Yeah, exactly. He's, he can't, the porta potty gentleman cannot get enough of the hand washing stations to put on job sites and, uh, outdoor locations and uh, venues and places like that because every job site is one is requiring that so i mean is this job site you say uh is this like construction sites or what yeah construction sites um any outdoor venue um he said anywhere people gather in an outdoor venue is where he's renting these you know, I thought it would be interesting if we would put one at the entrance to our, our storefronts, you know, the minute that somebody comes into one of our uh, janitors or supply houses sure. that they walk in and there's one there. But um, I couldn't find one to buy unless you were paying five, six thousand dollars for them. To be yeah, fair, well, guy. He he, yeah, he yeah, buys them in bulk and then rents them. So, see, I mean, I think that's the other side of all of this, gentlemen, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to come out of this on the backside that are going to change our behaviors in a positive way if we want to. I think that uh, as much as masks are a deterrent until we get a vaccine, hand washing is the best. And I think uh, to look for better ways to promote hand washing practices um, in my eyes, is one of the things I want to see happening. 
um to be fair guys um, you both are lot more elder than me you both are a lot more elder than me little scared from me i'm little scared from both of you really it's so like you know it's like i pretty much like have talked to a lot of elders though but like little feeling like i really feel scared while talking like with elders <laughs> like especially the americans Well, Vinny, it's been nice having you on. Uh, we need to uh, close the show out and, and be done for the day. Uh, welcome to come back on when we do our show next time. Um, okay. Sean, do you have any parting words? No, I think that's it. I, I just um, hopefully as we go down this path, it, you know, I I think it's going to keep us both in business because <laughs> we're going to have <laughs> as we covered today we're going to have residue that damages floors we're going to have cleaning solutions that leave residue that uh will cause people to have to replace floors and uh, and as and cause you to have to come in and tell them how to properly clean an area or educate them so I think it's going to help both of our businesses in the future I think 6 months from now we'll be having a completely different conversation Well, it has already helped business, and I think the biggest thing is is it's the awareness factor um, that what everybody has believed that the cleaning industry does is not what really happens. Um, there's a lot of misinformation going on out there, folks, and we ask you to come to you know somebody that is reputable. Please check it out. Don't just take you know something that you read you know on social media. Uh, I mean, heck, you you know that uh, we here at the academy post a lot. Sean, you post a lot. Uh, you know, you need to look at everything, and you need to validate. And if you can't validate it, you don't want to be probably doing it. Uh, just because somebody said something doesn't mean you should be doing it. And I think, Sean, that's what we're finding. People are asking questions, and that's good. Yeah, that's what we were joking with my. Uh, I was teasing my. Uh, nephews and nieces uh, this past weekend about um the flat earth theory I'm like you should just ask questions is it earth flat or is it round and they were like well, what do you mean I'm like just ask questions just look and ask questions I mean do you believe it or do you not believe it well you everybody knows I said well do they and so it was just interesting challenging them to to go do some research because they were sitting there saying they were bored I'm like what well, There's plenty to research. You can research if the Earth is flat or round. Well, everybody knows it's round. I'm like, well, do you? <laughs> you, you know, and, and that goes to, do the, to, to be. That goes to the question yeah. I ask for, you know, in, in classes all the time. You know, what are you doing? And they tell me. I go, well, why are you doing that? Well, I don't know. That's just the way we do it. I said, so right. why are you doing that? If it doesn't work, does it work? Well, no, it doesn't. So then, why are you doing it? If it doesn't work and you don't know why you're doing it, there's probably a, well, at least another uh, another way to look at it, and I think that's what I'm right. saying, and I, I think this is what's going to drive business for you and I further, is because now people are asking questions and we actually get to talk. Before we couldn't talk, and I think that's the best thing about this podcast this morning. Yeah, it's just talk, just to, it, discuss it, uh, look at what's working, what's not working. And then uh, ask someone who's been there before or done that before and, and, and maybe not even take their advice. Do your own research. Figure it out. Sure. Well, um, Sean, we had an interesting morning this morning. Thanks, Vinny, for coming on and uh, having a chat with us. Uh, it is a live podcast here on Podbean Line. We do this every month with Sean DeVore from Mannington. Uh, you want to give a few particulars so they can get a hold of you, Sean, if they want to? Sure. My number is 352-630-9884. Uh, you can also reach me through the manningtoncommercial.com website if you need to. Uh, but I encourage you to call me with any questions concerning commercial flooring or any other question you might have about flooring. Sean, we will be with you next month. Uh, folks, one of the things I want to let you know, if you're listening to this, uh, we don't have, we have not been doing any of the well, conferences this year, and we were supposed to have a conference with the Rockstar program. We just got told that we're going to be doing on August the 10th, 
our Rockstar program through virtual connection with CleanLink. So uh, stay tuned to that. We changed our website a little bit at academyofcleaning.com. We put all of the courses on the front page. People were having trouble finding those. So if you like some of what you heard this morning, um, maybe go to the academyofcleaning.com and take a class with us, ask some questions, learn something. Sean, thanks for being on the show with us this morning. Dave, I look forward to next month. Take care of yourself, man. Will do. Folks, between now and the time you hear from us again, make sure that whatever you do, you keep it healthy, positive, and proactive.